everyone, I'm Chris Hall and you're listening to the Downtime Podcast, where we delve deep into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. I want to take a minute to thank our supporting partners who make this podcast possible, and this month that's Magura and Kushkor. The team from Magura are on the podcast a couple of weeks back chatting about how they work with the athletes and how we too can take advantage of those customization options. You should definitely go and give it a listen. Magura understand that one brake doesn't suit everyone, so they've got options for performance, ergonomics and aesthetics from a range of calipers, rotors, pads, levers and colour options. I've been riding the MT7 Pro with Storm HC rotors and performance pads for a few months now. I've tried three different brake levers and have found that the HC wide reach lever that they designed for Loic Bruni works really well for me. It's kind of surprised me because the bite point is a lot further from the bar than I would usually have it, but it's really comfortable and it's allowed me to have more precise control of my braking. We've got an amazing competition this month where you can win your very own MT7 Pro customise your brake package so that you too can try all these options and find your ultimate setup. If you want to enter, then you need to head to at Downtime Podcast on Instagram, find the post from the 24th of January, which is an image of the brake and all the options, and you'll find the instructions there on how to enter. It's super simple and you've got until the end of February to do it. Best of luck. If you want to check out the entire Magura range and read some of their great guides on how to choose your optimum setup, you can find all that over at magura.com. I've been an advocate for Kushcore for quite a few years now and not because they help protect your rims. And that's clearly a big benefit, but what I really love is what Kushcore does to the way the bike rides. Things feel more damped and the bike maintains better momentum over rough terrain. As well as that, I feel like I've got more support in the corners. Kushcore really does allow you to go bigger, corner harder and ride faster with total confidence. The same as the podcast, Kushcore turns five this month and right from the start, pro riders were loving the benefits they bring. Kushcore have since gained 24 EWS wins and 94 podiums and in World Cup Downer they've got 27 wins, 96 podiums, 7 World Championships and 3 World Cup overall championships. Pretty amazing, huh? They now make Kushcore for a wide range of riders and disciplines, as well as selling a mixed set for bullet bikes. They also make an awesome tool for fitting them called the B-Dropper, and you can get the Kushcore valves in six different colorways. You'll find all that and more over at kushcore.com. So if you want to go bigger, corner harder, and ride faster with total confidence, then kushcore.com is the place to head. Have you got a copy of Downtime EP yet? If not, then you're missing out. The first issue of my new biannual journal in collaboration with the team at Misspent Summers is a lovely thing. Packed full of great writing and amazing photography, it takes some of the topics and guests from the podcast and brings it into something to have and hold in a very non-digital way. You can get involved over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP. If you want to support what I'm doing, then you can do that by grabbing yourself some downtime merch over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. There's t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, shorts, and joggers. It's all organic, made with a supply chain using renewable energy, printed to order, and shipped using no single-use plastics. All the links you need for all of this stuff are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. The last thing you want to do is go and miss an episode of the podcast. So make sure that you're following us wherever it is you listen. There's going to be a button there that says follow or subscribe. So hit that now. If you can't find the button, then downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe has got links to all the major podcast platforms to help you get subscribed. Also, please give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook where we're at Downtime Podcast. That way you'll be able to keep up to date with what we're up to and never miss a thing. All right, this week I'm joined by one of the most exciting riders on the planet, Thibaut de Prella. Thibaut made the jump up from juniors to elites look pretty easy, and right from the start he's been a serious podium threat. 
After getting off to a great start in the 2021 overall, Tebow had an incredible roller coaster ride through the season, which involved nearly biting off the end of his tongue and arriving on the final podium of the season on crutches fresh from the hospital. We sat down last week to find out more about this talented young rider. So, without further ado, here's Tebow Deprella. Thibaut Deprella, welcome to the Downtime Podcast. How's things with you? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's cool. Good stuff, man. Well, before we get stuck into this, happy birthday, I think. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday, yes. <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much. Was that your 21st? Yeah, exactly. I'm getting old. <laughs> How did you celebrate? Uh, training on. Training? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have the time, <laughs> you know. The season is coming quickly, so... Fair play. Very, very serious. Good stuff. Yes. But let's let's talk a bit about how bikes came into your life. And for you, I think it starts with BMX. Is that right? Uh, basically, no. It starts with mountain bike. And then I moved to BMX because I could do more races. You know, in BMX, you can do world championships at a young age and even European Cups. So I was riding mountain bike before BMX. And then I switched to BMX races more. Uh, okay. How far did you go with the BMX side of things then? So before the youth category, I stopped uh, before the youth category and uh-huh. I did four full season, like uh, French Cups, a uh, few rounds of European Cups and World Championships for, yeah. Wow, fair play. Three, three, for three years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool, man. How did you get on in the BMX? Oh, yeah. So like the true story is that I was riding, you know, at I had five or yeah, I was five years old, something like that. And I just in the forest, you know, next to my house. And then I crashed one day in jumps that were big for my head, you know, and I crashed into a tree and my, my grandpa was scary about doing that. And then, uh, so with like Laurie's Vergier's dad, he was talking with my dad and said, yo, you should go to this BMX track. It will be uh, safer for him and he will learn a lot and stuff like that. Ah, fair play. And, did you were you competitive at a, a world level in BMX? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was uh, the beginning, no, not really. I did my first world championship. I think it was Boeing's nine. Yeah, I was nine or ten years old, and then I did two more world championships at uh, twelve and thirteen. I was yeah. top eight in the world. Awesome. Yeah, cool experience at a young age. Yeah, and you you grew up. Uh, near nice right so you've got a pretty good local mountain bike club i think with the uh, is it can sommer vtt exactly usk vtt is uh, absolutely that yeah with loris loic and uh, many more adrian day and many many more riders yeah so you've been surrounded by fast riders from a very very young age then yes yes that helps a lot you know and all your parents are good friends too i think is that right yeah Oh yeah, with the mountain bikes and everything, they all know each other, so it's it's cool. Nice. So you obviously BMX, like you say, you finished that at a relatively young age, I suppose. What was it that took you from BMX and into mountain biking again? Um, was my plan was always to go back to mountain bike. You know, when I knew, you know, in France you can do a French Cup in downhill at fourteen years old. I think yeah that's right in the youth category and uh the plan was to switch normally after just before the year before youth category you know like the winter you yeah. know between the yeah. 
the category four. And uh, I did a really good season the year before in BMX, but I was like not supposed to win, but I was the favorite to win the world championship and I missed the gate. So I did six. And then I say, okay, like, no, just don't want to ride BMX anymore. It was, you know, the, everything is BMX, especially, you know, with the, 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 the spirit with the other riders, the, the atmosphere, it's not, it's not really cool. Uh-huh. So yeah, then I, I, I did uh, two or three rounds of the French cups in the opener. Like, I don't know how to say it, but you know, I was opening the race because I was too young to race. And then I say, okay, it's amazing. And I start to, to train for that next, uh, next winter. Cool. And it wasn't that long before you decided to have a go at world cups. I think 2018 was your first full season and and right from the start of that season you were supported by Commensal how did that opportunity come around I did two years in the youth category full season you know mm-hmm. of the onion and I was supported by Lapierre back in the, this years and yeah. uh I don't know they I don't know like they they just contact me you know and uh, as I was riding World French Cups, they saw my results. Uh, I did maybe a few European Cups, maybe, and uh, the BDS, you know, at Fort William. And they saw maybe my time and, like, a few other teams. And then, I don't know, I made the choice to go in this team because, I don't know, and we had a good, uh, you know, good, uh, I don't know how to say it, but good uh, feeling, good uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know? Sense, good sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah good sense. And now it... Uh, it's been, uh, I don't know, maybe five years and three more years now. So it's a long story. It's yeah, cool. long story. It's not done so yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And your your first uh, your first World yeah. Cup was in Lozenge. Yes. Um, which is a pretty different venue from a lot of the places we go racing. What do you remember about that first World Cup race being surrounded by, I guess, riders that you'd looked up to for a long time? Yeah. I uh, was really warm this this race. I remember it, and uh, you know it's your first World Cup, so for sure you want to try to win it because it's the first one. So you're like, wow, it would be a dream, you know, even if it's uh, in uh, junior category. And uh, yeah, I remember that was amazing, you know, first race, first World Cup, and uh, won it. So it was an amazing race, you know. I like this type of track. It looks like a home track for me. And uh, even if it was uh, the the last section was really flat, you know, was uh, hard for for me because uh, you know when you're young, you're not very physical. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was uh, an amazing story. Yeah, incredible to take a win at your first ever World Cup, and the rest of that season went pretty amazingly. I think it's fair to say. I think you had two second places, and the rest of the rounds you you won. Yeah, um, you must have been feeling pretty confident at that point you've taken the overall in your first year did you feel like you were going to be able to take the junior world champs jersey yeah. as well in Lenzerheide that year that was the problem yes <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem it was better maybe that someone maybe won the last race and then I was angry for watching but that was the no I was completely you know when you're young you you don't know like I was like I won almost all the races and then I was in Lenzerai and say, oh, maybe, yeah, okay, you know, you're young, so you think you, you win after, before the race, you know, a bit. Yeah. And then, yeah, all the guys kicked my ass because I was slow. So, 
it's a good uh, I learned a lot from the junior year so it was good times you know yeah for sure and the second junior season started really well too I think you took wins in Maribor Fort William and Leagang um, you had a bit of a rougher time at some of the venues that year. Valnord, Valdesar and Lenzerheide didn't go as well for you. Was there anything that you can remember that was happening that cost you the win at those venues? Was it just yeah. bad luck? or mm, Like uh, Valnord, I was, uh, as I won three or four races straight and with the year before more, I was, uh, I forgot about the junior race and I was riding my, comparing too much my time with the elite guys. And in uh-huh. Valnor, I was uh, maybe, I, w- I think I was top five at the, in Elite at the Quali. And then uh-huh. uh, at the races, I pushed too much and I crashed really hard. But at the first two split, I remember it because, you know, I was a second, like first at the first split, the second, the second one, I think, was something like that. So, and then I crashed because, you know, you can't go that fast <laughs> in junior. It was not working well. And then the rest of the season, I was so unlucky, like uh, just bad luck. I had, uh, uh-huh. I think I injured my wrist in Valisole in the quali. Then I crashed. Then I cut the tire at the first corner in Lenzerheide. Then World Championship, I was uh, first, I think, at the first split for two or three seconds. Then I snapped the derailleur. Oh, so man. when you know Shane in uh, in uh, in Monsatan you like the bottom section is really flat so i think i was zero point something back and then yeah i won the last one so that was in snowshoe so that was a uh, pretty good and yeah i learned a lot also for this year that's uh like i like like uh, i think it's really good to have junior years now like before you know a few years ago there were no junior category and i think that it's better now to have this category to learn and don't go straight into the big men's world <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure and were you studying as well as racing at that point for sure and even the first yeah. even not last year but even the first uh elite year uh-huh what uh what kind of stuff were you studying are you are you already started to specialize in a certain area yeah. with school? so yeah i was normal school until the end of junior category and then first year elite year was uh, learning how to uh, to manage a company okay that was that but then i yeah. i after the first season i i did some good results and i said okay maybe we should try to get it more even more professional to try to go faster and that's what i did last year yeah so, was it a hard decision for you to step away from education to focus on racing it was a uh, it was hard but at the same time it was easy because uh you know, I had good results, like good ones, but uh, maybe we can go, I I knew I can go maybe faster. So, uh-huh. you know, I take the risk and if it, if it was just one year, you know, if it was not working, I'd just go back to school, you know, and it has worked last year. So this year, this winter, I did the same. Yeah. <laughs> no cool. school. But yeah. Yeah. That's good. And you've got, you've got another, um, fast local who i think has kind of helped you a little bit along the way nico vulio has been like quite a good friend and and almost mentor right in the early days for you yeah for sure in the youth category i was uh, not uh, working but yeah riding and he was working for lapierre and so he was doing my bikes he was a 
with my suspension and everything, it was helping me, you know. And yes, for sure, yes, me to grow up and and go fast, really quick in in the youth category, and then in junior, you know, even in junior, in the first year in junior, he was uh, working with me, and then uh, then we stopped because you know it was complicated with the team and because uh, it was not the same brand, but uh, we always see each other quite often and. And riding, you know, even if I'm not always here, so it's uh, it's hard, you know, with the team yeah. camps and races. But we try when we can. Yeah, and are there things that you've learned from Nico in those early days that you still remember now? Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, some you know little things, you know, because Nico is uh, really in the details, so that's really important. And you also maybe learn what he did in the in his racing career, even if it was a quite long time ago now, but you know, you you know what he did good and maybe what he did not good. So Mm -hmm. you just try to make it even better. And that's uh, really cool. I think. Yeah. And are those little things that he helped you out with then things that kind of everyone is doing now, or do you think there's still some things that he was doing back then that he's been able to tell you about? that people still aren't doing or don't know about? Mm, I think now as everybody is going more professional and I think now everybody's doing quite that now, but I think you can do it and you can do it for real, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know what to say, but you can do it or just maybe you think you're doing it, but you can do it even better. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's talk a little bit about your your elite career so far. And 2020 was a strange year for everyone, I think, with COVID and everything that was going on. But we did finally get some racing. What were your expectations or hopes for that season? Because like you said, you'd already been comparing yourself to the elites for quite some time by the sounds of it. What were you hoping to achieve in 2020? Yeah, I started the year really badly because, you know, bef- just before COVID, one week before COVID, I, I uh, broke my LC, my ligament, you know, the, in uh-huh. the knee. In your knee? But not the inside one, the outside one. Okay, yeah. So I don't remember how you say it, but... Uh, it might be ACL, I'm not sure. No, no, not LAC, the LGC. I think it's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I take, uh, during the COVID I was off, I couldn't train. I was just uh, recovering for three months. And then the, the summer, you know, I was, uh, getting back to races at the French cup. You know, we had some, uh, few French cups that we did to, to race a bit. And, uh, I don't know, I just, the first few rounds, I think I was a bit slow. And then, uh, the speed was coming back and, uh, before the, yeah, before World Championship, because this year, like in 2020, the World Championships were before the World Cups. I think I was feeling really good on the bike. We we test a lot and I, I had any pressure, anything to, you know, first year elite, you don't know what to, you have no expectation. You know, you're just here to learn and try to ride fast. And I think that was a big help. You know, I was, I had no pressure and I think I, that's why I did well on a few rounds, you know. So, yeah. 
and took your first ever elite podium in Maribor. That must have felt good. Yeah, it, it was the first my first ever race in elite. So, you know, it was amazing. And then, yeah, that was really good. Even if it was muddy and I don't know, it was a, even if it was a strange venue, you know, if it was a bit like winter and feeling cold and not summertime, you know, it was, uh, yeah, so cool on a good track. Yeah. Were you expecting a podium in that season, like deep down? No, maybe on some, like maybe, but like on a track like Maribor that I like a lot and that I was, did some good results in the past in junior. Maybe yes, you know, when you feel comfortable or, or on a good day, but maybe not the first one, you know, maybe three or four races. You need maybe a bit of time on in the elite category to, to go fast. And, but I did the first one, so I was really stoked. Yeah, but And uh, I think like that 2020 season was kind of the first time we, a lot of people got to know who you are and got to see you ride because we don't get to see the junior racing on the Red Bull feed at the moment. And a lot of people, I think, would say that it looks like you're riding either very close to or beyond the edge at some points and that your riding is like quite aggressive, almost risky. But I believe you don't feel that way. and You're, you, you're much more calculated than maybe it looks from the outside. Is that fair? Yeah, exactly. I think it's just because I'm looks like on the bike. I absolutely don't feel at the limit. Sometimes, sometimes yes, you know, like uh, Maribor, you know, I was pushing a lot, but then no, I'm not on the edge. Like sometimes yes, but not crazy, you know. I'm not over my. Uh, I'm not going faster than I can, you know. I'm always riding and calculating everything so no just maybe the style i have on the bike maybe i'm pushing a lot you know like uh, on the legs on the arm and maybe it's just the riding style but it's really like i know where i'm going and i'm really precise and everything so yeah just the, the way it looks i think yeah it's good to watch for sure i mean you must have taken a lot of confidence from that 2020 season because first podium first ever race good start some other solid results as well what did you learn in 2020 uh, i think i learned to go fast all the way from the top to bottom you know because sometimes you can go fast on some section and you know as i'm young uh, just trying to get more strength on the bike and more physique mm -hmm. so you know when you're young, you just, you can just progress every year. So <laughs> just trying to work a lot on every point, you know, that's what, that was the thing, the thing in 2020 and even this year and even next year, you know, I'm young, so I'm, I have a lot to learn and a lot to work. I'm not uh, 20 years old, so I don't, you know, I have a lot uh, in front of me. I need to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were there specific like weaknesses or areas that you wanted to work on in that off season that you thought you needed to get from like being on the podium to being on the top step of the podium? Yes, for sure. For sure. What, what sort of things did you, did you feel you needed to do? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I can say, what I cannot, you know? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, for sure. You need to keep some secrets, <laughs> but you know, I work. 
<laughs> no, I don't yeah. know. It's too complicated. And okay. A bit of secret. Also. All right. That's fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Well, co- so coming into 2021, you moved onto the new bike. And yeah. I think it was relatively close to the, to the first race before you got on it. Was it a big change from the old one? It was a big change, but, you know, Arthur the, and the other guy that Comensal uh, did an awesome job on this bike. So, you know, the first day we went on the bike, it was already amazing and already faster than the other one. For sure, we had to work a bit to make it not perfect, but, you know, more a bit more adapted to, to, to our riding style and maybe to each uh, person. And uh, after one month, I think we, we were ready to, to ride, race it. And we directly feel the difference with the other bike and we knew it was faster anyway. So it was amazing. For sure, this bike is a big, big step. Yeah. Was it easier to get that bike set up than the old bike for the track? Yes. Yes, yes. What? Any idea why? Because it's absolutely not the same bike, absolutely not the same design. Not like it's the opposite of the other bike. So I don't know. I'm not an engineer, so I don't know how to explain it. But And even when you look at it, it's not the same. So that's why I think. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Well, let, let's talk about the first round. So we kicked off with Leergang. Did you believe you could win it when you showed up to the start of the race? A bit, yes, I think. After the first sure, after the the quality, yeah, because in quality, I'm not sure, but I think I I heard the tree, yeah, and I lose quite a lot of seconds, and I was still third. So <laughs> when you did that, you know, you, maybe you, you can win it. And then, yeah, the final, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I pushed maybe too much. <laughs> I was going to say, you had that, uh, like, mistimed huck on the motorway, <laughs> which looked pretty scary from watching it. For what sure. Was, what happened? Did you just kind of lose where you were? Yeah. I think I was uh, starting, even if it was the bottom of the track, I was, you know, like, not tired, but... <laughs> was as i pushed a lot at the top and then i think with the you know the the blue sky the light and the gray the gray floor uh-huh. uh, maybe i don't know but you know it's some things that i do quite often it was funny because you know i rode last week with my friends and it was not a track that i knew and he said oh yeah john the, the uh, not triple but quadruple yeah and I said, oh, yeah, no problem. I did it. And I jumped the wrong one and I almost <laughs> killed myself. I did it once again, like the, almost the same. You know? So I think it's just <laughs> me. You know, sometimes uh, the connection is as good in the head. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I mean, you still, even with that, which probably cost a bit of time, maybe, you were, I think you were like three seconds up coming into the bottom section. And uh, yeah. it was an unfortunate, like, sort of stool in that steep right-hand turn right in the woods yeah i yeah the year before i did the same and this year again like last year again i just missed the turn and i lose a lot of seconds and then you know with the 
as it was really physical and strange to ride the bottom. I just lost too much seconds. And then, yeah, it was, I think it was really close to the first place, but you know, second place, you can't really complain about it at my well, age. Yeah. For sure, man. You must, I mean, I guess disappointing in a way, but you must have felt really good coming away from that, knowing that if it had gone 100% well, that would have been a win, yeah? Yeah, for sure. Yes. And I was not even, like, I was just happy. I was just happy. Yeah. 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 It's a great way to start the season. Yeah. And then, so you've got a new bike that's going well. You've shown your pace at the first round. And then between Lear Gang, and Leger, you're at a French Cup race and had a, a pretty horrible crash. Can you just tell us a little bit about what happened? Yeah, just, yeah, to be quick, I just were jumped on things that even 13 years old kids were jumping, like uh, between the rocks and roots. I don't know, I don't want to do it all the week, all between the like the, the day before and then I first first day I say okay uh, I'm going to do it I went way too short jump on the on the roots and then went over the bar and smashed my head first in the floor and and then you you know the story the, the rest of the story and maybe seen all the photos like the tongue and the blue like yeah crazy shits went yeah, to the nice. was reported to this hospital blah 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 blah. I could have killed myself like I was gonna on. say you were air, airlifted, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't remember anything almost, you know, because uh-huh. uh oh, oh yeah. So yeah. Scary Just, times, but yeah yeah, 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 really, really scary. And yeah, and even worse, you know, because you know I was at the hospital and when I was not getting better, but almost, I just called the team and say, okay, guys, don't worry. I'm good. Uh, almost good. And then they just say, I'm already in this, in the, at the hospital again. Well, uh, with you, like not with you, but in the hospital also, you get teleported also. And I think that was even worse, you know? Yeah. Like, both of you down and we out. Were both, yeah. And bad and down really bad, you know? Because yeah. at this time yeah. I didn't knew I couldn't race five days or four days later. I was yeah. yeah yeah so this is the weekend before round yeah. two in Leger yes. you're in a great great position in you know in the overall at that point clearly you want to get some points or salvage some points if it's possible how do you get from a hospital bed you know airlifted to a hospital bed to ready to race in Leger tell us a little bit about that uh, it was for, it was a really 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 tough week I spent all the days and even the day at the during the track walk because i didn't do the track walk in leisure trying to recover and do whatever i can to 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 race as i take that takes me a lot of energy so the first few days in leisure i was just riding but you know like a, almost like a grandpa <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then i don't know why or how so but the day of the race, I was feeling amazing. Like I was so tired the two days before and the other race, I was feeling almost strong, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know were why, but to, were you able to eat with your tongue like that? No, 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 no. That was, I don't know. But the day 
the race day, I don't know. I was ready to race almost normally. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's like that. To be fair, I was uh, ready. Whatever the condition was, uh, if it was dry, dusty, or was ready. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> it's so crazy, a, yeah. But. Uh, a brand new track as well, and you missed track walk. How did you approach learning that track and working out the lines when, you, yeah, no track walk, limited energy? <sighs> yeah, I did the practice day. I did the one... Um, was uh, not uh, on the on the bike, no, on the side of the track, like a spectator. spectator. Mm-hmm. I check a bit, and then I maybe I just this day, this race, I just say, okay, just go in the main line. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did that. I tried to check the lines, but I was mainly in the main line. I think, yeah. But you know, sometimes it's working. So main line and. Yeah, and, then, and it worked. You know, it worked out pretty well in the end. I mean, the the weather played some part in it, but you still came down in in wet conditions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, it was uh, raining when I when I went down. It was raining. It was raining, like uh, for everybody. I think not yeah. for everybody, but it was raining. Yeah, it was so slippery, scary, ra- scary, scary race run, but. Uh, it was where I, I did some crazy drift, I think, during this <laughs> this run. But uh, it was uh, clean, and yeah. I stay on the bike, so it was. I did a good result, yeah. winning a race. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's you know, it was it was not. Yeah, it was an amazing memory. But you know, I was so exhausted that I didn't even enjoy anything. So. I remember everything because, uh, but you know, um, I was, even if I was tense, it was the same feeling for me because I was exhausted. Yeah. Like, I bet. Like, I went that bed, I think, at eight and just like, okay, I win the race, but I was, I couldn't do anything. And the week and two weeks after the race, I was completely off. Amazing. Amazing that you managed to feel good on that day enough to put down the race run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an incredible result and it was a really important part of what turned out to be an incredible season. Looking back on it now, do you think you were safe racing on that day, given everything you've been through, like with concussion and all that kind of stuff going on? Like, Yes, for sure. Because, uh, if I was riding, it's because the doctor say it's okay and it's not dangerous. So yeah, everything was fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no, no problem. You do you feel like the the doctors are able to assess that stuff fully these days? Do you think like if a doctor says you're okay, do you feel confident in that diagnosis for sure. now? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you trust oh. your doctor, yeah. Nice one. So yeah, obviously, incredible weekend. The overall's now looking like it's on and we're off to Maribor, a place where you've gone well in the past. You took second place. Were you happy with that result? Yes, for sure, because uh, I did, uh, I, I think I, I gave everything I had during this race run. I couldn't go faster. Loris was on another level this race. I, I, it's the reality, you know. And second, once again, it was amazing. And 
just perfect, like almost perfect weekend for me. Second in quality, second in race run. Big points in the overall. I was, uh, you know, it was even a better result for me than leisure, you know, like even, you know, more exciting. <laughs> yeah, able to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know Loris really well, obviously, from at home. Do you guys, do sure. you guys have the same coach? Yes, we train uh, once a week together. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. We have the same tra- uh, same trainer. Sorry. Yeah. Do you find find it easy to have a a good relationship with someone that's such a close competitor in the sport? Yeah, but like, yes, because it's Loris. <laughs> I don't know to explain it, but I don't know. It's Loris, so for me, it's like, like I don't know. I will not. I don't know. It's just because I like him and I think like there is no no problem for me. Yeah. Does it get competitive when you're in the gym together? Like, do you kind of push each other on? Mm, yes, but not that bad. You know, Loris is really chill. He's like, uh, I don't know. He's like, uh, you know, he's not uh, like me. Like, uh, I'm, uh, you know, uh, yeah, more competitive than, not co- like, uh, you know, yeah, for sure. I will, can do more than that at the gym than him, you know, so... Uh-huh. Is him is like oh yeah if you pushing more than me no problem you know <laughs> so no <laughs> late, we late we back. just enjoy it yeah yeah we just enjoy it nice and you're on on the team with uh, another very fast rider you and Amory clearly got some battles ahead of you what's it like uh, having a rider that good on the team with you I think it's a if you it's a bit the same than Floris during training. If you have a good relationship with the person and you know what you you had to do and what you don't have to do, it's working well. You know, with Amori, we we know what we share. We know, like we know, I think our weaknesses and our strong points. So we just try to help each other and we know it's good if we help each other for the team. So, so it's better this way than just doing our own thing, each other, and maybe just not going fast, both of you, both of us, sorry. So, no, it's, it's easy, you know, I don't know. And it's been five years that we are in the same team. So, now so i think it's even easier because i don't know <laughs> that's cool do you share everything like all of the data gopro and stuff or are there still some secrets that you maybe hold back or uh, to be fair no there is no secrets like for me you know like um, maybe for him i don't know that maybe you know sometimes you but i don't think so he's not like that yeah that's really cool man it's nice that you've got that that feeling i guess it's it's a bit like a family, right? The team. For sure. It's a family. <laughs> so yeah, coming off of uh, a really good start to the season, we're off to world championships, but you're in the driving seat for the overall in the World Cup series. Did that have an impact on how you approach world champs? Yes. At my age, I would say, it was like I was at the world championships. I was like, 
I'm here, but I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, I was here because uh, it's World Championship. You have to ride it. But at the same time, I was like, mm, I think uh, my goal is more the overall. <laughs> because, you know, you can't, like, no, you can. But when you're a bit young, you're not like, maybe I can ruin also this one. You know, you don't know what to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, was a bit lost. So, yeah, I did. Uh, pretty strange race. <laughs> you had a, a few crashes that week, right? You got a bit beaten up by that place. Yeah, like just at the race one, I think I just I didn't crash. I think during the training, okay. maybe once, but not crazy. Uh-huh. And then yeah, during the race run twice. You know, sometimes it's good to <laughs> to know you're not uh, really good, <laughs> <laughs> not invincible. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Exactly. And you get that. So we get that out of the way, and then off to Lenza Hyde, and you keep the momentum in the overall going with a third place. And I, I can't remember the numbers, but I feel like mathematically at that point in the season, the overall looked very much like it was yours. How did you feel personally going into those last two rounds in Snowshoe? I was like, okay, just win the. The quality in snowshoe and it's done. I think it was that. If I was maybe, I think it was something like that. Yeah, you had but a good lead, right? Yeah, yeah, I was almost one race. So I said, just you did the first race in snowshoe, uh, top five, top ten, and you win the overall. And then the second race, you give everything you have to to win another race. And uh, I did the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk us through that that crash in that first race run then. Not just this first run, first race run. I crashed the, in the quali. I crashed uh-huh. at the first race run and I crashed in the quali for the second the race second run. quali, yeah. Second quali. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> on, yeah, talk us, talk us through the rock garden crash in that, in race one race run. Yeah, but, uh, you know, sometimes it happens, you know, just, uh, little problem on the bike and poof uh, you know mechanical happens sometimes so and then I crashed luckily I was nothing injured nothing I was feeling good like just the bike was not able to ride to the bottom so so I just mark any points during this race no, zero at the qualities, zero at the races. So everything was on for the last race, you know? Yeah. What's what's going on in your head at that point? Mm, I don't I don't really remember. I think I was really stressed. I don't yeah. I think I was. And then I said maybe I need to, to get comfortable on the bike and just try to make a good quality, you know, pushing even if it was no points, just make a good one and I crashed uh, I crashed really because uh, the track on the side I just made maybe a little mistake you know I went a bit too much on the right on the side of the track and the track was not clean because uh, because it's like that and the rocks was on the side of the track and a bit moving I think I don't remember and then just make me crash 
and a lot of guys crash at the same time as the same place as me you know just and then i just crashed on badly and not good and i enjoyed myself yeah it looked like a and, pretty horrible crash but did did you try and ride off the hill were you feeling kind of yeah okay i walk i walk and then i went down with the bike but i didn't knew at this point i have a open broken thing in my leg in my <laughs> and the term was also fuck. so yeah. but then i feel it because i just uh i lose the i, I just went on the floor in the woods uh-huh. and then it was a long way to the hospital yeah i bet it was not great yes. did, how yeah. how did you yeah how did you feel in yourself at that point because the season was such a an incredible like journey up to that point and then for it to to turn around in snowshoe on you was was pretty horrible it must have been a must have been a challenge uh you know it's a bit the same that uh it's a bit the same as the other races you know i i was it was like something is not finished you know because i just missed the overall even if it was not for me but was almost done and it's never done so that what is the story is 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 that you know it's uh you don't win before you the the end of the season you know and at the same time as when i was at this portal i was like you've seen what you did during this season it's amazing already so just now focus on being healthy and hope it's not too bad what you have on your body so yeah and then, then I have a mission going to the podium after the, after the surgery. That can't have been long after your surgery, right? How did you get yourself out of the hospital and back to the uh, venue? I'll almost, uh, say, uh, goodbye to the, I think it, if it was in France, I couldn't, I could, could not have done it. They uh-huh. do, don't let me, you know, in USA, I think you pay the hospital. So yeah. you, you do whatever you want, almost. Uh-huh. So I just say, uh, go, goodbye. I need to go to the podium. <laughs> and then we drove straight into the, with my mechanic to the race. And we just arrived 10 minutes before the podium. That's amazing. Because it was, at this it time was cool I was, at this time I, I was on the road and I think I was, it was all, also done for the overall. I think I was, I knew how I will finish uh, in my head. I was like, okay, we'll do five. and. It's like that, you know. And at the end, I'm second because, you know, races, things happen sometimes also for the others. So second with two race miss, like I missed two races. Second of all, it's amazing. So, it's inc- you know. It's incredible. So, yeah, yeah, that's why, you know, there is some good points and bad points. Definitely. But, so yeah, reflecting back on the season now, how do you feel about it overall? Uh, just make me stronger. You know, like I learn once again, like in junior, you know, every every year when I finish the season, I think I'm like, okay, you junior, you just learn once again more. And I think it's amazing because I know Every winter, I know why I'm working and working out. So 
I hope it will continue, but with uh, more luck <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and how's the recovery been? So you had a, a broken ankle and was your thumb broken as well? Yeah, yes, it was broken. And uh, to be fair, uh, broken once again. <laughs> but now ah. it's working well. Okay. It, it's not broken. It's uh, not in good shape. Not moving it, very much. No, not moving very much because I crashed once again. But uh-huh. uh, he's here. <laughs> I'm just riding like <laughs> yeah. that. You can hold on With, to a bike. Yeah, yeah. So Cool. And the is the ankle is, 100%? Yes, for sure, yeah. It was really quick, quicker than the thumb. Because okay. the thumb is so strange. It was uh, really like almost nothing. But it takes longer than the big ankle, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so strange. but now i'm ready i just yeah. how how long did you have to take off the bike uh three months i think okay was that? i start to do what uh to start to train a bit because even when i was injured i couldn't train because uh i was not allowed to to how do you say to 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 wet oh, to, like sweat. Uh, to sweat. sweat yeah thank you sorry yeah. I was not allowed to sweat, so what I can do when you are not allowed? Nothing. <laughs> so I start to train, yeah, the beginning, middle of uh, December, a bit before, uh-huh. on the road bike. So yeah, I take two months out of training and three months out of mountain bike, I would say. Yeah. Would you take that sort of amount of time out? anyway normally at that time of year or would you no would you... not not that big no absolutely not yeah. uh three weeks but you know in the weeks you're always going once to e-bike riding or motorbike you know something cool but yeah so, so i lose uh, i lose a lot of everything technique yeah. like so now i'm getting back i'm free i can training i can train uh, all days, every day is without problem and I can ride my bike. So I'm just getting back to in shape and, and to my, to my speed or so on the bike. Good stuff. Just in time for, uh, the start of the yeah. season. And you, you've just seen that you've announced you've signed till the end of 2024 with Commensal. That's, uh, that must put you in a really good place knowing that you've got that crew around you for another three years. Yes, for sure. It's uh, it's amazing. You know, uh, we love each other in the team and uh, we're working uh, pretty well. And uh, I couldn't dream of a better team for the moment. So two more years is perfect. <laughs> and Amory and Miriam have signed as well, I guess. So that's good that you yeah, know that you'll have exactly. those same people around you as well. It's good, you know, we keep the same and we continue and we we will go for more, I think. Good stuff. And you've been doing lots of testing camps over the winter. Uh, the Commensal team seem pretty busy with that. Is it like one a month you're doing? Yeah, so it depends uh, the winters, but yeah, one a month, something like that. It's true. What, what sort of stuff do you do on team camp? I mean, obviously there's going to be some secrets here that you, you won't be able to tell me, but... What what sort of stuff goes on? I think uh, as everybody else, you know, we're just doing some chronos, we're testing the suspension, the 
tires, wheel, the, the frame, the, the brakes, everything on the bike. You know, we just we are working on the bike on 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 our technique and on the speed. Everything that is in relation with the downhill and races. Yeah, and you're spending quite a lot of time against the clock while you're on team camp. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. It depends the team comes, but yeah, normally yes. And does that does that get competitive? Is it is it useful for you to see how you compare to Amory on timing? Yes, I think so because, as everybody knows, Amory is uh, really really fast, and uh, even in training, so that's good for me, you know, because uh, as he's fast, uh, if I'm close to him, uh, or if I can be sometimes. Uh, I know I'm think I'm quite close to the top step, so yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, not yeah, not every team has that, I guess, do they? There's not always another fast rider for you to compare to pre-season, so it's good to yeah. know where you're at. For sure, cool man. And we've got 2022 season starting pretty soon. I think it's like seven weeks or something uh, in Lords. Uh, have you ridden or raced there before? I don't think you were at World Cups when they last visited, but have you have you been there for yeah. any other racing? Uh, no, not for racing, but I went once five years ago in youth category just to ride with my trainer like that. Uh-huh. But I don't remember anything almost about this track. So yeah. I don't know. Have we you, will see. Have you been watching old footage or anything to kind of look at the track? Like, How do you feel about getting prepared? Looks strange and looks. Uh, I don't know. I hope we will not rain because I know it's tr- it's really hard to ride when it's wet. But um, looks like a proper downhill track, you know, a bit fast, rocky, good dirt on some part. It looks like rocky, and no, I think it's a really good track. I think they are working a lot on this track also. Uh, so no, it would be a good venue, I think. Yeah, looks like they put in a big whoop section. I saw some Instagram <laughs> pictures of yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that quickly also. I don't know, we will see. I don't know, it's strange, but, you know, it's it's like that for everybody. So we're just going like uh, like Roxanne in the whoops. <laughs> yeah. Are you, and are you excited to get going again? Yes, for sure. Like, uh, I will be excited in a few more weeks. You know, I need to train a bit more, but... I think uh, one or two weeks before I will be. Not yet, uh-huh. you know. I need to. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> and any any warm up races before that? Are you going to do anything smaller at different um, venues? Yeah, we're going to do a Portuguese Cup, but I think it will uh-huh. be more World Cup than a Portuguese Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody. Yeah, yeah. So it will be funny. And yeah, it's cool. And good to see everyone. Yes, exactly. Awesome, man. Well, we're getting close to the end of our time, but we've got our final four questions that we've asked yes. pretty much everyone. So we'll okay. we'll hit those. The first is if our listeners had 150 pounds, which is about 180 euros, to get faster on their bike, what would you recommend they spend it on? Whoa, uh, good tires. Okay. Because uh, nowadays the tires are expensive. So I think you have just a set. Sadly, you have a set of tires with this price. Yeah, yeah, probably. And about maybe that. you yeah. have uh, you have maybe twenty more euros to buy a ceramic uh, ceramic um, spring. Uh, not spring, sorry. Uh, 
ceramic uh, no ceramic ceramic uh, oh. oh sorry I've uh, uh, yeah like uh, to put inside the the wheels ah bearings yeah bearings thank you ah okay <laughs> maybe so they so they spin faster oh, I think so yeah I, okay. I'm not sure but you know fair enough and what's your what's your go-to tie you guys are on schwalbe yeah yes yes schwalbe, what, yeah. Do you, what do you run most of the time on your downhill bike magic murray it's perfect for everything just this front and, tire front and rear yeah yeah for sure front and rear and yeah. uh, the ultra soft uh, gum uh, yes. tread yeah tread yeah, and yeah. In, do you guys use inserts or not no uh not often okay we we're using sometimes yeah yeah fair enough second question if you could wind back the clock and sit down with yourself age 16 what advice would you give him uh well uh i think uh just uh be passionate passionate you know and uh and work a lot and just keep the dream i think is that that's the main thing you yeah. just need to keep the dream and and work for that you know just yeah. and do what you love to do not what for sometimes your parents what you want to do i think that's the best thing very good advice third the third question if you could have a coaching session from anybody past or present who would it be and what would you want to learn from them? In mountain bike? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, it's a tough question because I think a lot of riders have a lot of strength in their technique yeah. or maybe other things. But uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, uh, I'm still... A big fan of Aaron Green, so I think yeah. uh, Aaron Green, you know, will be funny yeah. to to know more exactly what he is or and what he was doing during the crazy years. I would say. Yeah. Do Do you think we'll see Aaron back on the podium and maybe on the top step again? Yeah, I think. I don't know. I think he's trying to do that. You know. Yeah, it'd be cool we'll to see. see. Yeah, for sure, it would be good. You know, as I was a, a big fan, I'm still a big fan when I was in junior and the year before. So it would be funny to share a podium. Better if I'm first and he's second, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> <It's tough. laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. It's good. I like it. And then the last one, what do you do every day that you feel benefits you? Uh, doing what my coach uh, wants me to do. <laughs> Yeah, because it makes you feel good, or because it keeps him happy. Because it keeps me knowing that I know I did exactly what I what exactly what is the the best for me to to be faster and stronger, you know, and not oh no today I can't do that I will do tomorrow. I'm not yeah. like that. I cool. just have that to do, so I do it. Are you the sort of person that 
like measures a lot of things and tracks those measurements or do you just go off if i i know if i do what the coach says that i'm going to be getting stronger and faster yeah i'm more like that you know i i, I trust the person around me so if they if they say you should do that that or that i just do it yeah well if loris is coached by him as well and it's clearly working for both of you he must know what he's doing yeah, I think so. <laughs> so I, think, I think you're in safe hands. Yeah, I think. I hope. But I'm sure, you know, it's been 10 years now that I'm with him. So ah, really? should be good. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's been really interesting chatting, finding out more about your background and hearing about your journey so far. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to see how this season pans out. It's going to be an incredible one to watch and I, I wish you the best. If people want to follow you, where's the best place for them to look? Uh, well, for sure, it's Instagram, you know. And uh, now I start to do some TikTok, but I'm uh, <laughs> not really good at that, you know. <laughs> all right, I shall put I'll put links in the show notes for this episode so people can find all that stuff. But yeah, thanks a lot for your time. All the best for uh, the last few weeks of training before the racing starts, and uh, looking forward to to watching you racing, Lords, in a few weeks' time. Thank you very much for having me. And yeah, we will uh, we'll see maybe you in Lourdes and uh, on the TV. Good Thank stuff. you very much. Thanks, man. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, that's it for this episode with Tebow. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Big thanks to Kushkor for supporting this episode. If you want a setup that's been proven by pro downhill and EWS racers that's going to help you go bigger, corner harder and ride faster with total confidence, then they've got just what you need. Cushcourt really isn't just an insert to help reduce the chances of punctures and rim damage. It really does improve the way your bike rides. Head over to cushcourt.com and find the right products for your bike and ride in now. Also, a big thanks to Magura for supporting the episode too. Don't forget that you could win a full MT7 Pro customize your brake bundle from Magura. All you need to do is to head over to at Downtime Podcast on Instagram and find the post from Monday the 24th of January that shows all the break options where you'll find all the info you need to enter. It's really simple and one lucky winner will be chosen at random on the 1st of March. So you've got until the end of February to get it done. Best of luck. To check out the entire range of Magura's brakes and customization options with some really great guides to help you find the best setup for you, just head over to magura.com. If you like print and you want a quality mountain bike print product in your life, then the brand new biannual Downtime EP is the one for you. It's a collab with the incredible team over at Miss Spent Summers, so if you've ever read Hurley Burley, The World Stage, Spent or Meltdown, then you'll know just how good Downtime EP is. Head to downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP now to grab a copy of issue one. Also, my full range of merch is ready to go over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. There's t-shirts, sweatshirts, shorts and joggers, and all the proceeds go to help improving the show. All the links you need are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. If you're still listening, there's a few things you can do to help out. First, and most importantly, tell your rider mates about the podcast. It really does help. The more people who listen, the easier it is for me to keep the podcast going. Secondly, share the episodes on your social media. It helps spread the word and it gets some buzz going around the episodes. And believe it or not, a review on Apple Podcasts is still really helpful too. All right, I've got another awesome episode coming up really soon. But until then, get out and ride.